0: Dr. Jason Lancaster.
1: What we're going to do this morning is going to be really different than what you're used to, what I'm used to. Some of you have seen this before uh, on different occasions. Probably most of you have not. Let me explain what uh, is going to happen. It started many, many years ago. Probably about twenty years ago. I was going through a lot of difficult times in my in my life and I was at a really dark and low time. I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place before, but your thinking gets kind of messed up. My thinking was all out of whack and messed up and I was so dark and depressed, I was thinking, you know, I, I just don't want to live anymore. And when I started having dark thoughts like that, and if you've ever done that before, it's really scary. And I thought, you know, there's something that's wrong here. So I went to go, I was living in California at the time, went to go see uh, a very wise old man. And he was talking to me about some heart issues on how I responded to things and thought through things. And he said, what you need to do, one of the things you need to do with many, is you need to replace your thoughts, your dark thoughts with God's word. And so I was at a really, really low time and I was desperate. And so he taught me this, this little short method of how to memorize God's word. And, and I wasn't doing it because I just wanted to show off or <laughs> uh, when stuff that you would as a child memorizing your scripture, you know, if you've ever been to a they give you like wanna bucks. <laughs> There's none of that. I was so desperate to think God's thoughts after him <laughs> that I started memorizing the word. And he, and he taught me this little method that I could do uh, each day, five, 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day. And it's enabled me to memorize hundreds of verses of getting God's word in my head and my heart and, and clearing my thinking up. And it has been um, very encouraging over the years. And so what I did is I, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share it with my last church. And by God's grace, I was able to put together a book. And I want to encourage you, you know, as you launch out to the new year, a lot of people make resolutions. How about a resolution to hide God's word in your heart? The book is called Hidden Within. It's in the lobby. You can pay whatever you want for it. None of the proceeds go to me. They all go to the call, which is a an organization that helps vulnerable children. So I want to encourage you to check that out, to get going again in the new year. But I want to tell you something else. 11 years ago, I came back off my sabbatical and I thought to myself, I don't want to just memorize verses here and there. I, want, I wonder what it would be like to start memorizing, you know, larger pieces and passages and books of the Bible. So I started trying to do that, and I thought to myself, I want to share this with my congregation. So I started to memorize portions of the Bible and share them with the congregation on Sunday morning at my last church. I memorized the book of Malachi, got to recite that. I memorized the book of Romans, got to recite that, Sermon on the Mount, 1 John, a variety of other books and passages, and it was really encouraging for me, and it was encouraging for the church, and so I thought, let's do that here today, and the reason why I want to recite the word of God is twofold. One... I want you to hear the word like the early church would have heard the word. The early church didn't pop open their Bibles, right? Praise God we get to do that. But they heard it. So I just want you to listen. This will be the, If you ever go to a church and they tell you to put away your Bible, run out of that church. But this morning, put away your Bible. Because I want you to hear it orally. I want you to hear it. Hear it. And the second reason why I do this is because I want you to be encouraged to memorize the word of God. It's just simple stuff each day, plugging away, getting it in your heart, replacing your thoughts with God's thoughts. And so what we're about to hear is Hebrews chapter 11, the famous Hebrews 11 hall of faith that many of you have heard before. But listen for something You may have never thought about before. By God's grace, there'll be a portion of this chapter that really sticks with you and hits you. And so, put your Bibles away, open heart, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to recite Hebrews 11. So let's pray. Lord, you brought me to this place out of desperation, and that doesn't go away. And there's some of us in here, we don't really feel desperate. We feel like we have it all together. We really don't. And there's some people in here with some dark thoughts, some messed up thinking. I just ask you to minister to them this morning through your word and encourage them to swap out those thoughts with your word. And may you minister to people right now, to me, to the rest of us, through your word, in a way, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that changes us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly Seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, for he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. None of them have received what was promised. They only saw it and welcomed it from a distance. And they admitted that they were strangers and aliens on earth People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking about the country they left, they would have opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, he blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff but by faith, Joseph, when his time was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents, after he was born, hid him for three months because they saw that he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be the known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward by faith Moses left Egypt not fearing the king's anger he persevered because he saw him who was invisible by, by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not destroy the firstborn of Israel. By faith, Israel passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, The walls of Jericho fell after the people marched around them seven times. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. What more shall I say? I don't have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were chained and put into prison and refused to be released. Some faced jeers and floggings. Some stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the edge of the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts And in mountains, and in caves, and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together. With us, would they be made perfect? Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way guided by God's Word.